Welcome back to Into the Night Minute. This is the podcast where every week we stay up as long as we possibly can to celebrate and obfuscate the widely acclaimed 1985 John Landis masterpiece, Into the Night, one minute at a time. My name is Pete Mummer. Yeah, I'm Jerry Porter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. getting tired. We're at the end of the week here. I know. I've been staying up all night. But we, we fortunately got a <laughs> jolt of energy. He's like, having his energies like electricity zapping into the room the great the mighty the wonderful tom taylor all the way from abc devo podcast hey tom (laughs) (laughs) the venerable yeah i hope you can see my my feather floating up and down over my mouth as i as i snore peacefully hi guys hey welcome back it's good to be back is it close Yes. Closing out the week. We're gonna well, we're gonna figure out how good it is to be back. Yeah. Closing out the week. Yeah. Here. Yep. Minute minute sixty five. It is. <laughs> minute sixty five begins with the car chasing the car, the cab chasing. Wow! <laughs> I love it. How many hours? You really been? Hours yeah, you've yeah. been up all all week, man. <laughs> minute sixty five begins with the Mercedes filled with henchmen chasing the Beverly Hills blue into a parking garage. And it ends <laughs> 60 seconds later with them chasing them through a parking garage. <laughs> no one so will the be guy... seated during the parking garage chase. <laughs> yes. <laughs> why does the guy get a ticket? I brought this up yesterday, but why does the guy get a ticket? I love that they... actually. Okay. I, to me, that's, so he... that's classic Landis. Like that's like the blues brothers coming out of the elevator after the giant fight. It's this, you know, this craziness going on everywhere and everything's so frenetic and all of a sudden you stop and it's this quiet moment. And, yeah. you know, I liked it. It's very surreal. It's but very... it's it's weird. Uh, you know, Jeff Goldblum goes, what are you doing? Yeah. Goes, Shut up. Be quiet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know why he takes it. I don't know why he. Does he just why not want to does... drive through the, the gate? I don't know. Because he'll drive through one later. And then, and then he says, he's like, you know, shut up. Be quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's part of a like plan. I, it is. That's what's so weird. Yeah. You're like, I get the feeling this is not the first time this cabbie's been chased. Yeah. <laughs> Through this garage. Yeah. yeah. This is he's like, no, this is what you do in Beverly Hills <laughs> when you got a tail. Was he hoping you know? that the, the, the tail would slow down and also take a ticket? Was he hoping that buy him some time? <laughs> Maybe. Oh yeah, if he smashes the gate, then it'll be faster for the guys behind him. Yeah, they don't have to slow. <laughs> I don't know. This is it is kind of a apparently uh the parking garage in the Century Plaza Towers is one of the largest in the world. It has 5,000 parking spaces. It's the Whoa. largest underground parking garage. Wow. I actually, you know, I love the way some this chase scene, the chase scene I don't understand, <laughs> but I do love the way it's filmed where they, they kind of, yeah. there's like the two stories yeah, and of, one, of yeah. ramps yeah. and both the cars kind of go in unison around the, <laughs> yeah. around the circle. Yeah. It's actually really well shot. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. Which again, makes me more confused about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like certain little moments are, are brilliant. But it's weird because he he did some amazing parking garage car chase stuff in the Blues Brothers. Oh my God, yeah. So it's weird that he he comes back to this where very little happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Blues Brothers is one of the great car chase movies there is. Yeah, ever. Yeah, it's like that. The truck chase from Raiders, 
and the road warrior and maybe bullet and that's it and the french connection <laughs> got it got it 60 <laughs> seconds come on yeah me okay sure <laughs> yeah um yeah and this is just very i mean yeah it's like this has like a a, a gag with like sort mm-hmm. of the yeah like the circular ramp and stuff and it's kind of a visual nice thing but yeah it doesn't really not a lot happens in this car chase no i will say though happen in car chases we have these these a lot of these parking garages in san francisco with the round where you go around in that tight circle and i hate those like they just fill me Mm -hmm. with anxiety and (laughs) because like you not only do you go around the circle like there's that spot where you come out of the circle on each level and people don't there are never stop signs for people on that level so you always have to stop going around the circle and you're always i'm always thinking i'm going to hit somebody Mm mm-hmm yeah. See, me driving in one of these parking garages is scarier than this scene. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They should put you in this well, scene. And, spice yeah. It up. Just the, the anxiety of me going up down that ramp. Well, what is interesting is this is a very non English speaking minute. That's true. true. Yeah. yeah. You have the Iranians are yelling and screaming and, rah, 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 you know, and it's like, yeah. it, here's this thing. It's like four guys in different colored suits, uh-huh. you know, all, you know, uh, screaming at each other and arguing in a, in a racing car, uh-huh. which I guess is funny. That might be like 85 be. funny in a way. Or yeah. Something. I think it's like kind of 80. It's like banana splits, but yeah. with, 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 uh-huh. with blood. Uh-huh. Well, on the, the other, one of the shows I do, the Indiana Jones minute, we often are faced with like foreign languages being either spoken or yelled. And we always wonder is, are they possibly actually speaking German? Are they actually saying uh-huh. something yeah. in some Indian language? And I wonder that now like are these guys saying anything or are they just kind of like yammering in some sort of hollywood that's no, I, th- I think they are they're probably they speaking probably i guess they're probably speaking farsi yeah right? i guess yeah because the, the cab driver is speaking spanish he's saying some well, see, that's yeah. what and that's what's interesting he yeah. said he speaks spanish and i i you know you're like oh so that's a thing of this minute yeah we have two people drive you know two people not speaking English and they're both furious and angry and they're in a car chase all because of a couple of attractive white people who can't understand a word they're saying (laughs) but it is it is kind of that does kind of go to you know Jeff Goldblum everything is alien to him in this nocturnal setting like he's not used Mm -hmm. to being here and so everything's foreign including all of the people yeah, <laughs> and you know, if you don't you know, all the people are foreign, like you know, David Bowie's English. You've got the French guy. You've got these guys. True. You've got... Yeah. Ha. Huh. You know what's really interesting about uh, the last, you know, yesterday's minute and today's minute? You see, for the first, I think for the first time, Jeff Goldblum gets really protective towards Michelle oh, Pfeiffer, yeah, that's true. and it's, yeah. it it almost turns romantic. Uh huh. Like right here. He like kind of holds her and cups her and she like kind of leans into him and he kind of does the like he hugs her. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow. Like that's like a romantic. It's it, there's I don't know. There's like a romantic thing in the air here, which you don't really see in any other minutes in the movie. Yeah. So is are, are, is he automatically forgiven to the viewer since his wife has had an affair? Like if he does fall in love with Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah, that you kind of that, yeah, that, that part sort of his of, life is over, yeah, no yeah, what, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. wasn't his fault, so yeah, yeah, hmm, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just curious how the the film shorthand is for that. Well, what's mm-hmm. really interesting is he was going, you know, he he's he's at LAX to fly to Las Vegas 
yeah. I believe, to uh, take part in their rather uh, loose morality laws <laughs> that they, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they have in true. that city. And, yeah. and I think that was, I mean, what's interesting is he was actually going to take Dan Aykroyd's advice. Yeah. I and what's yeah. really, what's, re- yeah. So he had kind of, I think whatever uh, moral conundrum he had, it lasted just a few minutes. But that's <laughs> the difference there is that's uh, like, that's kind of, he's, he's having a little fling and he's, you know, blowing off some steam, but this is, he's, he's walking, he's completely said, my old life is gone. I'm, I'm walking into a new life. Like he's developing feelings for somebody. And this, it's, it's just, it's an, it's interesting because this is a different kind of thing. Well, what's really interesting is up until not that long ago, he's maybe the first 35 minutes of the movie. He's trying to get back home. Yeah, yeah. Even after he finds out his wife is having an affair, he's like, no, no, no. I got to I got to get a cab. I I got to get my car. Where's we got to go to the towing place. I got to get home. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, I got to I can't I can't help you anymore. And you're like, so what was he going to do if she just let him go? And it's really strange that she doesn't let him go. I don't know why. And that's mm-hmm. one of the problems of the movie is I have no idea what Michelle Pfeiffer is doing in this movie. Mm. Like, I, I yeah. mean, with him. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't really like, does she want to sleep with him? That's like, what, that's like or, the kind of usury vibe I get from her. Is it like, yeah. she, well, he's got a car. Right. You know, yeah. he might Not have that some she cash wants to or something. You know, uh-huh. yeah, he's, he's carting her around. Yeah, she she literally says, "Like just another ten minutes." Yeah, yeah. Can you just stay with me one. another ten yeah, minutes. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of those. Yeah, and you're like, so does she know what she's doing? Is she really having a panic attack, or is she like she is she just bored? <laughs> but see, like that, she's really good at it. I will say because when she does yeah. it, just another ten minutes. Like, I don't really like her, but I would have been like, yeah. I mean, she sounds like she's really freaked out. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll stay another. Like, that, sure. that. When she says that, it sounds like she's really distressed and she needs help and she needs a friend. Yeah. But Whereas you, a lot I mean, of this other stuff, she yeah. just, it, even to him, it must feel like she's just using him. But Pete, you're not exactly the barometer for when that's appropriate. I mean, you're codependent, and you don't, you don't know how to say no. No, this is true. This is true. But I'm saying even I would say no, I think, a lot of these times when, yeah. when he wants to leave and doesn't. But I think I think she's able to, I guess, turn it on enough from time to time that he stays. Well, so so at the end of the movie, uh, spoilers, and that's what we're doing here. We're spoiling. Yeah. Um, so it's really, really strange because they pull a total, like, kind of maybe clumsy audience fake out. Yeah. Where he, you know, he wakes up, he's asleep, and, you know, he's asleep. He finally gets to sleep. He awakes in the hotel room. He's alone. Michelle Pfeiffer's gone, and she's put, like, there was, what, $700,000, you know? And she puts, like, I don't know what looks to be like $5,000 in his uh, jacket pocket. Mm -hmm. And so she just totally screwed him over and she's gone. And you're thinking that. And then she miraculously shows up at the end of the hallway. And you're like, why did any of this happen? (laughs) Yeah. You're like, you're just manipulating me. Yeah. And that's it. There's no reason. Like, was she trying to pull a fast one on him? Yeah, was like the movie a just pulling a fast one on you. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, yeah, but what... the the movie's pulling a fast one on me, but it's really clunky yeah. and really like you're like, oh, dude, so she really played him, and you do like you start to create a worldview where you go, okay, all right, I can, okay, well, that's kind of an interesting twist to the movie, like that's kind of interesting, and I I, I rethink her entire character. And it might be okay. I might be okay with that. I don't like it, but it might be a deeper real life scenario. Like sometimes you meet people, it lasts a day or two, and then poof, they're gone. Mm -hmm. Uh In this crazy LA, you know, crazy city, and you haven't slept, and you're in a motel room and the FBI, and then damn, how am I going to explain this to my friends when I get home? (laughs) But then, you know, that kind of almost, that, that I can make space for. Yeah. But then she shows up at the end of the hall and you're like, where was she? Well, that's <laughs> what are you, literally yeah, what are we here? doing? Well, that's what makes yeah. me think is this whole thing a dream? Like, is this because it gets more and more unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. you've got those agents who are like completely unbelievable. And it partially yeah. this, this. I think one of the reasons I like this movie is it re- reminds me of one of my all time favorite movies, uh, Woman in the Window with Edward G. Robinson back in the 40s, a Fritz Lang movie. Mm. And it also involves uh like this guy, kind of a, a button-down guy who gets, you know, caught up in a nocturnal world that he doesn't really understand. And I don't want to give too much away because you should watch it. But uh, that has that has a very different ending. But it, it at the same time, you feel like it's this dream world. And I can't shake that with Ed. Like, this isn't real. Because this that wouldn't happen. No. Like, there's no reason for her to do that. No. I mean, I mean, either she stays, yeah, and that's maybe in character, yeah, or she leaves, and that could be in character too, yeah. But I, this is, I like, I don't know. I just yeah. feel manipulated, like in in a really weird way. Well, she's like, like well, "Hey, uh, I checked us out. We can go now." You know, I just ran down to the front desk yeah. to check out. Yeah. But then why would she put $5,000 yeah, right, in yeah. his pocket? Yeah. yeah. That's what, like, she's she's actually, she's saying, like, I'm a user, I'm a user, I'm a user. Yeah. yeah. And then she kisses him on the forehead and she's like, no, I really do like you. Yeah. Or is it just like a crazy coincidence that she had been gone for 15 hours and had a change of heart right at the moment he woke up and walked out of his hotel room? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense. Either. See, what's really weird is, you know, he asked the maid, have you seen the the woman? And she's like, yes, yesterday. And so you're like, OK, so he's been sleeping for like 40 hours. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. She's like, I saw her yesterday. And so she's like, OK, so the maid you get saw the impression her that she leave left yesterday. yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's. I don't know. I'm Jim's going to be furious, Jerry, that you're discussing the entire end of the movie. Yeah, you're breaking the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to spin around, spin around in the parking garage. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe like a Superman situation where you go back in time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go back before you spoil the end of yeah. the movie for everybody. I, I, uh, oh, go ahead, Pete. Well, I didn't have anything. I'm just circling. I know. I just put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do have a question for both you clowns. We've, we talk a lot about insomnia um, uh-huh. when we're not doing the podcast. <laughs> we go, oh my God. Did you, did you get to sleep last night? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do the show. 
No, Pete, you you keep talking about it, and and I'm I'm dying to know what's your experience with insomnia, and were you able to cure it, and if it does return, uh, you know, what do you do? So I I don't I don't know if I've cured it, but it my insomnia has gotten infinitely better, mm. and partially I read a book, uh, Neil Brown, uh, uh, from the Mogwai Minute, and I both read this book uh, about kind of the latest developments in sleep science. And he had some hints in there. And one of the things I, I had been taking for years and years, like sleeping medication, you know, like I take Benadryl or mm. eventually I start taking sleeping pills. And in his book, he talks about sleeping pills. Actually, they may help you get drowsy and fall asleep. But when you're asleep, you're not getting the deep sleep that you actually need to mm. replenish yourself. So you wake up right. not getting what you need. So I stopped taking them. And the weird thing is once I stopped taking them, my sleep got so much better. Yeah. And then I also, oh, nice. I, I had read this article about how uh, fighter pilots back in World War II were able to go to sleep like any time, you know, like when they're in combat situations. And I started using some mm -hmm. of their techniques and, you know, they had different things like, you know, the deep breathing and the relaxation. Um, but one thing is to have a ritual before I go to sleep. And so every night before I go to sleep, I, you know, I lie there, I take some deep breaths, I relax. And then I imagine if I had a time machine, how would I go back and kill Hitler? And so every night when I'm falling asleep, I come up with a new way of how maybe would I kill Hitler? Would I just go back and mess with him? Or, you know, how, what would be the most effective way to end the Holocaust? Wow. What would I do? But wait a minute. I got a question about that. So how did the World War II pilots do that if they didn't have a time machine? They <laughs> yeah, see, they just had to be like, well, what am I going to do tomorrow? What am I going to do tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, I, wonder if I'll kill Hitler. <laughs> I guess that wasn't one of their techniques. <laughs> no, but that actually, that, that doing the ritual, like always thinking the same kind of scenario before I go to sleep, mm. puts me in a frame of mind like, oh, it's like for some reason my brain and body at that point know, oh, it's time to go to sleep. You're thinking about... You know, oh, I'm going to, you know, make these photoshops of Hitler doing crazy stuff and everyone's going to stop believing in him, or, you know, something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make. And then do you get to the point as you're doing that? Do you like notice like, oh, my thoughts are starting to get a little crazy. I think I'm falling asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Like that last thought I had doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah. Yes. So I guess I'm, I'm losing <laughs> yeah, consciousness. That's I like fun. that actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> How about you guys? Tommy. I've never had actual insomnia, no. Um, and I'm glad. In fact, I'm famous in my household for just being able to close my eyes and fall asleep. Oh, you're like Indiana Jones. And everybody else is like, "Oh, I lay there for hours." And, uh -huh. Oh my god. And, yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I love sleep. Oh, I do too. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about this on one of those other shows the other night, just about how, how just you look at your bed and you're like. I'm going to leave you for the day, but I'll be back. I promise. <laughs> and, and it's going to be sweet. And I'm going to, I'm going to mess you up real bad when I get back. <laughs> and it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and I want to try something. I want to try. We were, <laughs> we were saying it's, uh, it's sad that you can't experience sleep. You're, you're, you, you might, you might experience falling asleep and like, you might wake up a little bit and then I'm like, Oh, I'm still in bed. I can still sleep in. Oh my gosh. But you don't know what it's like to be asleep. And that's kind of a crime. And that's, just kind <laughs> wow. of too bad. that's pretty out But there. what if you like, yeah. what if you like videotape yourself while you're asleep and then just watch that later Would that at all 
would you get any kind of satisfaction? Oh, look at that guy. Look, he's having such a great time. Oh, it's so peaceful. He's like a little angel. Although, have you ever... I'm so happy for that guy. Have you guy. ever had a lucid dream? That's uh, that's sort of you can experience being asleep. That's true, yeah. Yeah, but then you're so like excited that's about, true. hey, yeah, I got yeah, fire yeah. hands. Look at me. I'm going that's true. This is awesome. <laughs> hey, lady with the big glasses. <laughs> yeah, what'd you get on my houseboat? <laughs> Did we, were you able to do that successfully, Pete? I, I know you kind of uh, uh, sort of tried to practice lucid, the lucid dreaming, dreaming thing? for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I got really into it back when I used to be able to sleep before I got insomnia. Yeah. And I even did like this volunteer project with Stanford Sleep Lab where and it, was, oh, wow. it was cool. Like it, it, I got this sleep mask where it would flash these red lights in your eyes and it would cue you that you're dreaming. And for a while, I got wow. pretty good at having lucid dreams and it was a pretty amazing experience. And then... Once I stop being mindful about it, it just, I mean, it goes away really quickly. You really, really have to work at is it. Is that the key is like just sort of like being aware of it or something? Yeah, like it's being aware of it training during yourself? the day. Like the big part is being mindful of it during the day. Like you have to keep asking yourself if you're dreaming during the day. Oh my God. Because then only, <laughs> only if you do that, will you remember to ask yourself if you're dreaming when you're actually dreaming? Oh, I'm going to do that all day tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> That's going to be great. But the, 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 uh, at least back when I was doing it, the, the surest way to know if you're dreaming is if you read some text and then look away and turn back and read it again. If it says the same thing, you're awake. Because oh for God. some reason in a dream. That is not a guarantee. It, 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 I think it is a guarantee. If in a dream, <laughs> the text. Will, no, I, don't, I mean, in real life, I feel oh. like I could look at the same thing and read it. <laughs> would say something different. different ways. <laughs> yeah. But in a dream, it will it will never say the same thing. Oh, it gives me the willies. Wow, well, it does. Fun. Let I, I was gonna think like you run into Dennis Quaid, Dreamscape. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. he, he, that was he was in Dreamscape. That was it. Yeah, yeah. God, but the, I bet you that was 1985. <laughs> Maybe 84. <laughs> I think it was actually. Maybe it was Willie Scott, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I am. Um, you know, I suffered from insomnia for a long time, and I started watching youtube not watching i started listening to youtube lectures on like quantum mechanics mm. <laughs> or um like uh sort of like you know like you know kepler's laws of motion or newton you know newton you know newton's laws of motion uh -huh. and, and just sort of like thermo you know the second law of thermodynamics and at first, it's really interesting, and it's so fascinating. And it, if it's a lecture, and not necessarily like next up on Nova, <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> which they have. But if it's an actual, you know, you type in like UCLA physics lecture, uh -huh. and there's like Richard Feynman has like a hundred yeah. of them or something. You yeah, know, there's a whole bunch of people, and you can put those on, and it does that thing. It's just beautiful it's like it it's it's fascinating and it's interesting enough and it's focused enough so your brain stops scrambling and running all over and you're concentrating on one topic but then because it's a lecture and they're droning and mm -hmm. you kind of feel like the fuzzy you know college seat auditorium chair and then you kind of sink down <laughs> a little lower and then you put your <laughs> pencil down and then you're like but what do you and do because like, <laughs> YouTube always auto plays the next video? It frequently does, but I'm oh, I'm yeah. asleep. I mean, I'll, I honestly, I 
So I'll the next video up. can be like a car chase and you're, it doesn't matter. Oh, obviously. I wake up to four hours later and I'm halfway through Pete's Dragon. That <laughs> 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 has nothing to do with it. that. And where, you know, I got to thank my good, uh, my good pal, Pete Mummert here, who hit me to Audible. The great courses on Audible, oh, yeah. there's hundreds yeah. and hundreds of them. And I will, uh, I have like maybe 15 of them loaded on my phone. And there's, uh, you know, one is the joy of science and it's like uh -huh. 54 lectures on science. And there's, there's the quantum mechanics. There's like ancient North American civilizations. Oh, there's the whole, one. uh, South American civilizations. There's a whole one on uh, the Roman empire. And we've talked about this, Pete, the, mm -hmm. the Egyptian, uh, mm -hmm. You know, uh, Empire One is great. You put them on, you put the sleep timer on for 30, 45 minutes. And I swear to God, I have slept soundly for about <laughs> five or six years. Nice. And and wow, if you're nice. on tour, you're in like a, you know, a different hotel room every night. Like, you know, yeah. it's kind of, it could be totally weird or jarring. It, it Not at all. You put on great courses and it's like, I, I listen to about three or four or five minutes, or even if it's a little weird, maybe I'll listen to like 10, 15, 20 minutes, uh -huh. but it's, it's still really relaxing. You're like listening to about Alexander the great or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. And it, it's something, but that, don't you miss stuff? Don't you like, you oh, wake up the next morning, like, all oh, what the happened time. to Alexander the great? Well, then you have to yeah, start like it always when, at the beginning, like I, the first one anyway, so you have enough going. So you know, like everything about like Cortez landing in Cuba but you don't know anything past that. Like, it's, you never no, it's some totally Mexico, true. I assume he died. It's yeah. totally true. But in a way, you can have, you know, one lecture series that might be like 24 lectures or 32 lectures. And they'll last you like a year because you never yeah. make it through all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's good. They're I have great. A, I have a fantastic question. Okay. About sleep. How old were you when you looked forward to going to bed? Wow. For me, like as a kid, like I have an 11 year old in my house running around uh -huh. and you can't drag him out of bed. You're like in the morning, bed is the most beautiful thing in the world. And it's a crime that I would have to peel him out of there and get him to school and stuff. But then, you know, at bedtime, it's like, no, nah, come on, I'm doing stuff. Yeah. You know, beds for losers. Who cares? But like at a certain point, like now as a grown man, I'm like, I'm mean, right now I'm talking to you guys. I'm having a nice time, but I cannot wait uh -huh. to crawl into bed and go sleepy night night with a little feather dancing over my face. <laughs> and like, when did that happen? Is that like a teen thing or a young adult thing or a twenties or thirties? Like, when does that happen? It's an excellent question. I would say, I would say as a teen, because like I went to, you know, I went to like the Catholic school in the inner city. So it's like, I had to get up mm -hmm. really stinking early like i'd have yeah. to get up at like 6 a.m or 6 30 and it you know like an hour and a half would pass before i'd get <laughs> into the school Ugh. like those mornings were so damn long and you just yeah. you, you'd be studying for an exam the night before you'd be up till 12 or up till 1 a.m or up till and there just was not enough sleep yeah. Yeah. So for me, it would definitely be high school. High school was a time where it was like mm -hmm. I was crunched on both sides. It's like I had to stay up late and I had to stay up early, which is exactly why now I sleep in till whenever the hell I want. <laughs> and that is the yeah. truth. I had yeah. four stinking rotten years where yeah. it sucked. And they were enough to, you know, it's like the next 80 <laughs> years. I'm like, I'm done. 
Never again <laughs> am I going to wake up. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to sleep like a, a you know a caveman and yeah. get up. You know, when whenever uh, you know whenever the <laughs> the Bronze Age tells me I want to. <laughs> <laughs> but I have trouble. Like I, I'm, I'm a very light sleeper. So if people are in, especially in a people, other people are in my house walking around, like that wakes me up. But Jerry, you've got like 30 people living in your house and like 15 animals. So I don't, oh, it, to me, it amazes yeah. me that you're able to sleep past like 7 a.m. No, it's. I mean, no, it's weird. I'm telling you, the great courses are that good. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's crazy. I live in like a tenement house, like 1880s, like all that Jacob Reese with the twenty. Yeah, twenty seven people in the daguerreotype, and they're none of them have bathed in three weeks. So it's like there's nothing but potatoes in the cupboard. Everyone has to share that one bucket of hot water. Yeah. By the time you totally. get it, it's just like tepid water. You're wrestling it away from the dog. <laughs> oh, that yeah, was that so... was the that was the Tom. Let's wrap it up, laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was. I'm fluffing my pillows. Can you guys hear me? <laughs> I'm already for this. Oh, that was it. <laughs> Got one leg in my pajama pants. Well, so uh, I would say, Tom. Into the night you go. And into the night Here we go. go. Yes. Here go we into all. The yes. To you all. Hand in hand and, into the night. And, I, and as Jim wanted me to mention, uh, first of all, you didn't ask me to mention, but Jim, thank you for putting this all together. You're a, yeah. a fantastic guy and you always put together these fantastic Jim. programs. Great and, job. Yep. With all the podcasts that he does. Yep. And uh, if you want to find all kinds of other podcasts that do this same crazy thing where they talk about movies by minute uh there's a whole website called called moviesbyminutes.com and about half of them uh feature our, our guest today tom taylor and the <laughs> other half feature other people and you can find just about any movie you like you, you like or have heard of or even haven't heard of i think there are i don't know 120 movies on there now maybe something like that yeah yeah and uh so check it out and uh next week you get to check out an entirely new set of hosts from some other movies by minutes show so come back monday and listen to minute 66 of into the night (laughs) (laughs) do we thank you or what I say I fall in the or what category?